0: Hello. How are you doing? Hi. I am not bad I at all. What great. time is it Hope over on. there, by the way? Oh, 3 oh, oh see, 22. Nigeria is one hour behind. I oh, Ahead, sorry. So you guys are two hours. No, it's, it's hour
1: no, it's one hour behind.
0: No, it's one thirty-seven here right now. Yep. Ahead. Oh
1: wait, no, it's two hours behind.
0: No, you guys are ahead.
1: No, it's not ahead.
0: yeah no, I'm saying Nigeria is one hour ahead later. of us in the UK that is. See, did you know that? Oh. Yeah, you're two hours ahead. Oh, of so I'm
1: two hours ahead of you. Oh I see I didn't know, know that. that there was like, actually I'm time difference
0: in Africa like that. I didn't think of it that much.
1: Yeah, it's in East slash right. Central okay.
0: Africa. Right, so just to introduce yourself for the audience, what's your name? hi <laughs> uh, dramatic
1: my name is garnet aching yes quite dramatic my name is garnet aching and i am from kenya like no. i
0: literally don't know what to say well what do you want to get about? into you live in rwanda right now so i was thinking and we actually yes, we actually I live met in on clubhouse so i thought it would be a good idea to do yep. a kind of you know living in africa Cause I actually i tell all my friends i would like to move to africa permanently so I think it'll be a good idea to do a kind of, you know, living in Africa series, Rwanda edition. Give people a flavour of what it's like to right. to live in Rwanda, work in Rwanda, the political or social, economical situation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so yeah, we can we can get into that. So obviously mm-hmm. you're from Kenya. How did you how did you get to live in Rwanda then? Why, why not Kenya itself? Yeah, where you know you said you go to the African Leadership University.
1: Yes, I go to the African Leadership University, and we're in two countries, Mauritius and Rwanda. And we have, like, multiple other satellite um, institutions in Kenya, Nigeria, opening one in Dakar. We have one in Cape Town. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
1: And, and Johannesburg. And I think oh, there's okay. another one coming up in Morocco.
0: Right. So why did you choose Rwanda? Why didn't you go to the one in Kenya, for example?
1: Um, first of all, the Kenyan the education system in Kenya is quite um, oh, okay. broken, I think. Um, it takes you long to get through university right. because of strikes. Um, you're in class with hundreds of people, and then at the end of the day, you're probably oh. not studying what you want to study, right? Mm-hmm. For instance, I went to law school, but I really wasn't interested. In being a lawyer, but because I scored an A in KCSC, I had to go to law school. Mm, if not oh, they do you that know how tearing African system as well. S- oh,
0: so, basically, just to, just quickly explain, sorry, mm-hmm. one second, just I quickly explain what, so, what Garnet's saying. Basically, the, okay. the, well, from what she's describing, Kenya and Nigeria have a similar system where, at the end of, so for us, if you're in the UK listening to this, at the end of A levels, you do an exam, was like a general exam, and depending on what you score, there are courses that are set at your score levels. So if you score, let's say, two forty to two fifty, there will be like a bunch of courses like you know, law, you know, medicine, dentistry, et cetera, et cetera. And then the lower you score, the quote-unquote less desirable courses are much lower. So if you score like, let's say, the you know the cut-off mark for you know a certain course is this much, if you score lower than that, then you have to pick from the courses that are within your score range. So a lot of people end up, you know, they want to study engineering. And they had, ended up studying agricultural science because they didn't get the required mark. And that's what, you know, within their cutoff mark. So that's kind of what she's describing. Sorry, go on.
1: So I didn't, I didn't know that this is like a legacy, like from British colonialism, no, no because way. it's the exact same thing. So like you could, yeah, you could miss um, a course by one point, let's say. You want, especially medicine, medicine mm-hmm. the cutoff point is 83 you could get an 82.5 oh. and you still won't get into med school like that's with the the public university system so now if you really want to get into med school your parents have to pay extra oh. and it, it really costs a lot and so even changing my mm. course was going to cost me more and so I, I yeah I didn't want to go to school in Kenya okay. I always wanted to study abroad I wanted to go to the U.S.
0: Oh, but sorry. I didn't
1: get into any school I applied to. <laughs> no, it's fine. And yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's fine, honestly. And yeah, I applied to ALU and I got in. I didn't go in my first year because I got into Mauritius campus, which was mm-hmm. a bit more expensive. <laughs> Actually, way more expensive. And so I <laughs> I later joined the Rwanda campus because it was subsidized. Oh, and I okay. also got so So
0: when you... Apply for university in Kenya, for example. Do you apply like for multiple universities mm-hmm. and then apply for the course you want to do, and then the, based on your cut off mark, then you ended up doing the course you actually yes. actually do. Oh.
1: Yes. So okay. you get to pick four schools, four universities mm-hmm. with like the courses you want in that specific school, and wherever you land, <laughs> oh, so you get signed by the government. You is where you go.
0: Oh, yeah, it's so a it's not like you know. If you, the even, let's say you get high enough mark, you kind of go for the ones because basically in in the UK, different universities have like different entry requirements. Mm-hmm. So let's say you apply for a course. Oh, okay, go on. Oh yeah,
1: there's that too. There's that too. So yeah, you you, you score. Um, you get a score. You you pick the courses you want, and some unis have a higher cut off point than the other. That's why you're told to pick, like, four schools so you have a chance of getting the course you want, like, even if it's at a different university. But, yes, some unis have a higher cut-off point than others. Some unis are harder to get into than others, especially if they're in a city. Like, Nairobi universities have a way higher cut-off point than other schools because it's not really lucrative to go to school in other counties in Kenya. Because I hear about Nigerians going to school in like, oh, you're from Lagos, but you're going to school mm-hmm. in the north, you know? It wasn't really a thing for us. Like, even if you go to school in other counties, it's not as prestigious mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as Nigeria has, like, in a more in of a
0: scattering of what they call good universities. So, my bro- my dad went to University of Lagos, which is kind yeah. of highly regarded, but I guess you don't really have to. You can still go to, like, a few other yeah. ones that I thought was pretty... Good. So, let's say you get the, you know, you caught off mark for both let's say two unis are, are the full you apply for how do you you know so is that right. when the government assigns you to one of them or
1: yeah you get assigned oh, to one okay. you don't get and it you have no appeal
0: against school. the one you get assigned just to. just one school
1: i mean oh, you can appeal okay. but it costs you money it does cost you money and and it's easier to change courses within a university like Say, for instance, the University of Nairobi has Mm -hmm. campuses all over the country and you can, let's say you get into the University of Nairobi, the Mombasa campus, you can transfer Uh to the Nairobi campus. Like once you get into the school, it's easier to do the transfer within a university than it is to move from one university to another. I, I, I don't know of any cases of people moving across universities. Otherwise, you just go to the university you want to attend, but then your parents pay for it because the government subsidizes the like university education for the people that they like if you go to school the government selects for you you pay you pay way less like i remember my school fee was three hundred dollars okay. a semester but somebody who mm-hmm. applies to the school directly for what we call a parallel program like it's not subsidized by the government would probably pay a a thousand three hundred dollars wow. per semester, and that's for law school. For med school, it's about five thousand dollars per semester if you go on the parallel program. So it's really expensive to have mm-hmm. like to go for your own choice at a public university. So, so let's say you
0: America. go to university it's like expensive. away from home. How is how how are your like living costs? How do you have to
1: mm-hmm.
0: you get a loan for that, or do you have to pay for it out of pocket?
1: Um, there are student loans in Kenya. We we call it we call it. Shh. Wait, I I I can't remember what what it's called because I didn't apply for a student. gone
0: parents are rich. Everyone.
1: Yeah, there Jeez, is a student. of the
0: upper middle class.
1: No, they're not rich, but yeah, it was yeah, well, When you're it, rich, not anyway. wasn't expensive in Kenya. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called. But you you can apply for a student loan, and it's it covers your school fee and your living costs but kenya oh, okay. is not as expensive as rwanda oh, okay. so that's so one let's thing. say you apply
0: to a university now and then after one year you're like oh. okay let, okay you applied mm-hmm. for you know law obviously you couldn't you couldn't get in because you didn't get the cutoff mark yeah and then after that okay. you're like well you know i didn't get a cutoff mark but i'm gonna you know i got into let's say ag- agricultural studies or whatever I want to try my hardest and then next year I want to try and start Mm -hmm. my law stuff how would that go how would you be able to to do that or
1: I mean that 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 sounds like the American system where you can get into university and just change courses Kenya yeah the Kenyan one is very rigid very British you start with agriculture you finish with agriculture you start with law you finish unless you want to start No, you, you can do that in in, in the uk as well like if you go yeah, to study tight, something rigid. i
0: had friends one of my friends he went to study um at a different university he went to study um mechanical engineering or something like that or electrical or something and then he realized he not like well yeah, he did have to start again mm-hmm. but then he did you know so basically he did an extra year so then he did aerospace which is what he wanted to do
1: I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I think you'd have to do an extra mm. year and it's, it's not that easy. So oh, okay. I don't know of many people who've done it, obviously, because mm-hmm. I didn't study in the Kenyan system. So I may not have true, as true. much insight into how that looks like, but I, I do know it's a bit difficult because I did want to mm. try. I didn't I know I that did the cutoff
0: system course. is a colonial vestige, you know. So, so basically, it's almost like you're not smart enough to do I, that. I course. didn't know, it too. You can't. I just
1: thought, it. It's like, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're and then not the tearing smart, like one like, you point.
0: Know, you got this mark, so you're only good for forestry or something like that, yeah. which is just ridiculous, isn't it? Like,
1: Absolutely. And also,
0: then you, what you have is like a bunch of it people you know with degrees that they just had no idea they even wanted to do. And then obviously, you can't get a job in it or something because. And then it sucks, like
1: being from a country like Kenya um mm. courses like marine science Exactly right. because we have a
0: lot of green green lands be you know?
1: because we have we Exactly and we have oceans and mm. all that and we have like the room for research exactly. especially as climate mm, climate science is, like... is becoming more and more lucrative mm-hmm. because there is funding in that area but we do not have young people in those fields to guide like students who are dropped into those courses you don't have to mm. go tell them but look there, there is funding in this space there is opportunity for research in this space and so people mm. move and then you have like the europeans come to our lands to, to do anyway. those things
0: when you know we could because obviously then the culture mm-hmm. generally in those countries Absolutely. is that those courses are worthless so you know if you do that
1: uh, yeah can you imagine brother, microbiology is honestly, not,
0: it's, it's brother, it's not
1: a valuable course in Kenya? It's
0: just insane. In did, a world um, with statistics. pandemics. No, that's an excellent course It's because it's so transferable. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, data science. Everyone needs to understand and analyze data and stuff. He was saying as though, like, oh, I you know, just did statistics, like disappointed. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? Right, right just it's just it's just Africa sad, a man.
1: It's just sad. It's so so if you want to apply to
0: you apply to you know ended up you know going to a university that's like abroad is there like a centralized system like online and stuff that you do that kind of yes. stuff or
1: no it's not and i i think that's like applying to schools abroad is actually such an oh, yeah? expensive thing if you're kenyan it's it's quite privileged especially okay for the u.s system it's it's through the common app system where you apply through this platform called the common application. You have to pay um, application fees, or if you're smart enough to know that unis offer application waivers, you can reach out to them and all that. So that's the 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 American system. I don't know about the UK system because for Kenyans we're not qualified to apply okay. into UK unis directly. We have to we have to do bridging courses. And most bridging courses are in international schools or you have to take the mm-hmm. IB system, the international baccalaureate, mm. which is very, very expensive. It's really, really expensive. So I do not know any like you have to be really mm. rich to go to a UK system. I mean to go to UK universities from Kenya, because I, I know they don't they don't wow. um take our qualifications. And then for other countries.
0: No, and no, yeah, I, no, I, I knew that. I knew, but I didn't know I like you can apply directly. I thought you could like, system, yeah. and then they'll just yeah. do a conversion for your course and stuff.
1: No, for the UK and for the UK, I know we can't apply directly. We have to take like A levels and IB to get into. But American schools, um, they take us in. I know for a lot of Canadian schools, you still have to take a year, but some still mm-hmm. recognize. Uh, our national examination but i know it's easier to just oh, okay, get okay, get into the u.s okay. it's easier so when you're applying you applying to universities in, in the much. u.s as an
0: international student like, like you did and you you know what was the what was the procedure you go on that one what do you call it yes. one what was the application you sent common app sorry i said one no, common app common app okay
1: it's called common app yeah yeah so for me i i didn't come from a school where we had like a a proper college counselor so I didn't know like how to apply or anything. I just did research and like my friends who had like college counselors who were guiding them through it would like give me tips on how to write the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um what's it called? The personal statement, um how to apply online. And then the American embassy in Nairobi is open for, for kids who want to apply to the American school. Then how you, big you is the embassy? Books, you get an SAT waiver, which means you really big yeah which means you get to do the sat for free but but again they only give you this if you you score a certain grade in kcse it's not just any student who can get it unless you're really passionate and you can like talk to the people at the it's called education usa office yeah it's at the embassy if you can talk to them nicely they'll they'll give you a waiver but it's It's just let you in like you go to the embassy door you just
0: knock at the gate and just let you in as a child, like, you know, didn't yeah. like say, like, you have, no, have an appointment yeah. or anything like that?
1: Yeah. No, they just let you wow, in. I'm
0: surprised could, how easy especially that is. That
1: be really interesting. That could never
0: happen here, for, I, I, for sure. Even though, yeah. like, the US and UK are, like, you know, allies. I You can just walk to the embassy and be like, oh, I want to. I mean, I guess maybe that's because, you know, there is much easier if you really wanted to study in America from here. So you wouldn't need to do that. But it is interesting that, you know, you can yeah. actually do that. Mm hmm.
1: I've seen it here, too. I've seen the American embassy here, too, offering um, room for students to, like, go ask trying to steal our best and brightest, obviously. I know it's in a lot of so I said They're trying to countries. steal our
0: best and brightest, obviously.
1: As they should. It's 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 not... You no, really can't no, do My much system within the, the Kenyan like, system just,
0: anyway. So, I, like, literally, I can't think of anyone I know... Yeah that went to the like University of Nigeria that's now using their course in the field they're actually studying in, which I guess is different because more, here you're having more of the same thing where a lot of people just study stuff and then you get to you want to just do a grad program. But it's yeah. it's different because those jobs are there like that. Whereas in Nigeria, yeah. we actually have a need for those people with those degrees. It's just yeah, the job's not there. Because again, there's no centralized right. system for jobs like that. It's almost just, oh, do you know someone? Whereas here you have like recruitment apps, you have, you know, like, bro, when he was going right. to get a job... Mm my my mom knew someone in Abuja I just asked him to like go and meet them and Mm -hmm. then you know like that person just kind of basically asked around for him in Abuja around the people she knew like that connects and stuff you know whereas here you know even if I wanted to work where I live in London for example if I wanted to work in you know Manchester I'll just go on recruitment apps set the location to Manchester search jobs in Manchester simple you know and because our countries are so big it would make a lot more sense if you did that because you're gonna have an exchange of you know of, of um talent and stuff isn't
1: it right right and i, I think one thing i noticed about the nigerian system is extremely. that it's quite nepotistic. extremely like mm. kenya is nepotistic and tribal I assume, but I i do I feel assume. like the nigerian one is on a different level where the system really relies on you knowing people whereas in the kenyan system sorry oh, i live next to an airport so sometimes mm. you can hear like planes taking off yeah Listen, the Kenyan system, it's also quite tribal, but you know what? Yeah, I think we're just as nepotistic. I have never looked for a job in Kenya, so I really wouldn't know the innings, but I have relatives. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a cousin who has a degree in architecture, and they've never had, like, formal employment.
0: She's just
1: that it's, it's wild it's kind of just depressing an architect it's just depressing never had a formal you employment. think like
0: you know again we need those now. things but when you have no vision like our useless governments and useless leaders
1: honestly that's what
0: you're just gonna have just wasting people's talent like i even my mom told me of stories where like right now in nigeria what they're doing is like they're selling slots for jobs so like mm-hmm. let's say your child is your child is like just starting university and you pay like a oh, they million do that
1: in Kenya too.
0: or something so they can have like you know Exactly, a bank or something like that.
1: To get placed at at, you know what's oh, funny? Yeah, course, people do that, do that for, for that as government yeah. institutions in Kenya. Yeah, but
0: the the army, army. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm like, not sure about that one. Maybe to be an officer in the officer call. Maybe that one is. Then again, even that one seems like pretty straightforward.
1: I mean, uh-huh. I think for me, like looking from the outside in, you're paying so much money for a job that yeah, I mean, it's it's either that or much, like barbarism, isn't it? Like but i think that the thing with a yeah i think the thing with a government yeah, job is that you probably was. never get fired from your job ever and and you also get access to like government money and if you're like positioned enough you can steal and make your family a fortune i think that's what people go after yeah but i, I yeah I, was, I, like, I actually went I to an army school the,
0: when i was in nigeria my went to an the army good... school and you know, they, they, they did oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about like applying to like the defense academy so that's like where you actually become like an officer. i don't have to actually be shooting people and stuff you're basically learning <laughs> learning the technical side of it right whereas if you go as a private that's when you're going to be carrying weapons and stuff like that so it was um yeah it was something but again a lot of it is just like you said a colonial more of the same how they did this there's not no vision no imagination anyway anyway mm-hmm. so when you was on apply to AOU to go to Mauritius and stuff how did you go about doing that
1: um so AOU um is an like an offshoot mm-hmm. of the school called the African Leadership Academy in South Africa so it's like really lucrative they take all the smart kids from the continent you know like that kid who invented what mm. in what country, that kid was featured by CNN. And so everyone, okay, everyone I know wanted to go to ALA. And so when ALU started a university, they literally started like five years ago. Um, yeah, I heard of it and I was like, you know what? Let me just apply. I wasn't even sold on the idea of studying in a school called, like in a oh, university okay. in Africa. I wasn't, I wasn't open to it. And mind you, this was Mauritius. Like Mauritius is another level but even then I still had the mindset of why why would I want to study on the continent? Oh, like, see,
0: that I shows your ambition US, though. Like but I still a lot of people I, I like, couldn't really think what? of someone, like someone that studied in Nigeria, I always want to study in <laughs> yeah. the US because you just think of it as like impossible and just like Yeah, okay, okay. So today so then you said you wanted to do yeah. it. What next?
1: Yeah, and, and their application is a bit... It was it was interesting because they had levels to it. You had the first stage where you just apply regularly, you write the essay, and then they made yeah, you do wait, a apply online like, Wait, Apply regularly, you post the application or, of...
0: or you... Online, okay, okay,
1: okay. Sorry, no, online, you apply online. Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. sorry.
1: Yeah, regular means online. Mm-hmm, <laughs> just filling out your details, where you went to high school, writing down the answers to the, the questions they have for you, then writing an essay... And then they had this course called the Africa Rising course, and you had to like finish the course. It was, it was literally indoctrinating you and making you believe that like Africa is actually rising. Um, I think that was around the 2014s mm-hmm. and the 2015, 2016s, where the Africa Rising narrative emerging was markets. Big thing. I think it was being pushed Oh, that by... malarkey. Exactly, emerging markets, oh, Kenya, gosh. Nigeria, South Africa, mm. Egypt, you know, invest. Yeah, it was quite neoliberal. And, and that was the narrative like, they were riding on. And it worked. I mean, you get indoctrinated. And so, yeah, you finish the course, and then you get to see if you're admitted or not. Yeah, yeah. Was it, was, it, was, it took me a month, I guess. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was easier. It was relatively easier than other applications. And I think it was intentional because a lot of applications outside um, the continent are really... It it's it's too much for mm. a kid who has probably no access to internet. So I think they they made it a bit easier for African kids. I do know that they removed the course because um like mm. I said, most people don't even have access to data anyway. So if they're applying mm-hmm. to your school, oh, like okay. this is just extra work for them. So they removed all those to make to make it more accessible to kids. I mean the school is expensive, like when you compare it mm-hmm. to other universities on the continent but yeah they removed the extra um levels okay, to the application okay. to make it
0: easier i see i see so like what was the what was the essay you had to write an essay
1: yeah you had to write an essay about i think an africa you'd like to see um yeah oh, i can't remember enough, it was enough. a long time ago. Okay.
0: so first of all, to getting your entry into the mauritius campus and then what happened
1: Um. Yeah. Um. So I got in, but so wait. Marisha so by the way, sorry. Right like right do you apply in like your
0: final year of like college before you go to university, or do you apply after you're done?
1: Um. So with the Kenyan system, most of us okay. go to public boarding schools for high school, right? And and the system does not like you're so focused on the national mm-hmm. examination, we call it the KCSC, that you don't have any room to do any extra applications. You know, so we in kenya most of us apply after we finish like high school completely unless you go to an international Mm -hmm. school where you you get that kind of support and the point of going to an international school is to go to an international (laughs) university anyway so it's part of the system for for us who went to public schools it wasn't it wasn't Mm -hmm. part of the system you'd be seen as you're wasting time you know kcc is for you to get into a kenyan university why are you wasting time on things you can't achieve, because a lot of us didn't even... No, honestly, honestly, so like, that's why when I mean. you, you said, like, you were pretty abroad. intense, and like, I was
0: like, wow, that speaks to, like, you know, a very... Not not privileged, but a bit privileged, because, you know, average yeah. people wouldn't think that, average people wouldn't think to, you know... Yeah, yeah I like, can you know, that When that I was too. growing up in Nigeria, yeah. okay, to be fair, my dad came here yeah quite early on, so I did kind of think maybe it would be possible, but I never even... It never even occurred yeah. to me, like, you know, one can just simply go on the internet. And to be fair, again, that was older times, so the Internet, we didn't have that much internet, stuff, right? so that's not curtain. I want to yeah. just go online and just say, I want to apply to Egypt university, et university, etc. etc. But you know, that's amazing. Okay, so now you got the Mauritius place, you realize it was what ten thousand dollars you said. Wow,
1: yeah, that was that's just for tuition ten thousand dollars, and I think Jesus now it's Christ. up to seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars, so it's really really expensive, right. And so I was just like, okay, Come <laughs> makes sense. Does it make sense? Um, and at the same time, I'd gotten to mm-hmm. school in Turkey. Yes. So I chose to go to Turkey for a year. And they didn't have a campus in Rwanda yet. So they opened the Rwanda campus when I was in Turkey. And so, yeah, that's when I changed my mind about studying in Turkey okay. and decided to come wow. to Rwanda.
0: Turkey, that's a very charmed experience. Well, <laughs> but I wasn't like, you no, know, again, it sounds like Charmed. something like, you know, what a word. if you were like, you know, just an irregular <laughs> kid growing up in Africa and someone was saying, like, oh, you're going to, in your future, I see you again a transfer to, yeah. to study in Turkey. Because even traveling around Africa is not something maybe more like, again, you're, you're, you're not exactly like, you know, poor. So yeah, maybe more not. in the, you know, the, you know, more people that can afford it more. Let's, let's put it that way. They actually, you know, envision themselves doing right. that even my brother he's like you know he's not doing that badly and he hasn't really traveled you know to other african countries stuff like that because it's just like you don't really think of it much you know but you know i respect your vision that you actually were out there like that i think i
1: think no i get that and on the point of traveling across africa it's not even a thing you know i think i only got like i only got my mind open to it after coming to my school because i go to Mm -hmm. school with like people from all over the continent. And it was the first time I had interacted with like other Africans, Mm -hmm. Ivorians, Mozambicans, you know. It's so wild sometimes being on campus and you're like, wait, there are actually like 45 African nationalities on this campus right now. I I do think we have the most diverse student body on the continent. I could actually claim that. Like I think we're more diverse than UCT or anything. okay, okay university of cape town right um so yeah um it's really wild and i say that most people would have never traveled to rwanda if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. for this school and i guess we'll get into that but just sitting and talking to people of other african nationalities and realizing that there's actually a world on the continent and not like there's so many places you Mm. can you can visit on the continent and have so much fun and just enjoy but then also think about <laughs> yeah. the expensive true, air true. travel fees the visa fees the fact that you probably can't even access Fine. Yeah, you have to actually the because the they're not yeah. online it's, i mean that's, it's but that's
0: amazing though imagine like you know sitting yeah. there you know or you know meeting people that are just literally you know your fellow africans all over the campus that just sounds like a like an exciting experience yeah. generally I must say, that's one of the things that's really, really it's, good about exciting. the UK. It like, is
1: It's very exciting. My
0: college, yeah, my college I went to for sixth form, they probably had yeah. easily 200 nationalities, easily. It's just people from... In fact, I yeah. have friends, you know, from, you know, everywhere, you know. And like, secondary school is the same, and I think that's actually so amazing. Right. Like, you know, we probably don't realise it in the UK how nice it is that, you know, you're in a class and you have, like, 25 nationalities in your in your class. Just in one class alone.
1: And I think I think the big difference about like my school is that say if I went to school in the US, I'd meet mm-hmm. like um, a lot of Nigerians because <laughs> we are, we are yeah, Nigerians are many, but I'd meet like one Congolese person, yeah, or like three Kenyans. But here you're meeting no. sixteen different mm-hmm. people from mm-hmm. the DRC, twenty different people from Senegal. So it's not like oh, one yeah, person that's, becomes an expert for the country. There's well, so that's many diverse really people from a specific yeah, so it's 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 much more concentrated than if I went to an American school because it would be like, Okay, there's that one person mm. from, you know, this country, one person from this so country. Like, so obviously you have like different equipment between those countries so as well. So like I think
0: that's a chance to find out more about exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, think because when I yeah, when I met you so club that was very exciting to me, the idea of like, you know, thinking about you yeah. know, what you know, what's going on in Africa in terms of just getting from African persons Again, I'm African and I don't really know apart from people that know from Nigeria. I don't think I really know anyone like that that's, you know, from, right. you know, another different African country, which is kind of crazy. Like, that, that living there, that is, not that, you know, that here, right. you know. so That was a very exciting experience. Like, oh, let me try and pick a brain right. about, you know, what's happening, what's going on, you know. Because, you know, it is a very different experience. If I was in Nigeria, that would, you know, the chances of us meeting, depending on, again, how my life turned out, would be pretty, pretty low, wouldn't it?
1: Honestly, and I didn't think I would ever be planning to go to Lagos, but here I am. Mm. It's because of the people I met at school. I want to mm. go to Côte d'Ivoire. I'm planning to go to Botswana. These are things I never really actually about. Okay, so tell me about. more about
0: the university. So after you um, you got in, you realized Mauritius was too expensive. How did you make the switch to the Rwandan campus? Then? Yeah. Um. So
1: it was quite easy. I think the so the reason why they started the random campus anyway mm. was because Mauritius was really, really expensive. It was quite expensive for them to run a school there. A lot of kids could not go to... Isn't Mauritius like Mauritius just an island go, literally was, off the coast? It's I think. Continent. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not on the continent. I
0: actually have a friend from Mauritius.
1: pretty expensive. Oh, not, not
0: a friend. You know, my, first high, my first high school crush she was yeah. Mauritian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went back to Mauritius like, when she was, oh. home, was in like... There you go. Year eleven or year twelve or so, but yeah,
1: yeah. So the school recognized mm-hmm. that a lot of kids could not access Mauritius, and so they decided to look for like a country mm-hmm. on the continent that made sense, like like mm. somewhere not South Africa, because they already have a school in South Africa. But South mm. Africa is quite hostile to other African countries oh, okay. when it comes to visas and work permits. It's mm-hmm. really hard for students mm-hmm. at ALA, the the school. To get, to, to get there, like the visa process is too hard. So that was, um, South Africa was out. Kenya was out because in as much as we have electricity and all that, we have terrorist attacks. And when you have kids from um, mm. different African countries, it becomes a target. And it was in the year where we had a terrorist attack. Oh, I think I remember this one. Yeah. A lot of kids were killed. And so, yeah, wow. it was a university attack, right? 148 students were killed and so it was out of the question. West Africa was out of the question because of electricity and all that. And so Rwanda made sense, you know, because Rwanda has constant electricity. Like people would not know that, but Rwanda has constant electricity. I can count the number of times like wow. electricity has gone out for more than You're, 10
0: you're joking.
1: I have never seen that in my life. Even as even as a I have never seen that in the my luxury. life.
0: The luxury. The luxury. On the
1: I grew up in Kenya, and we'd go for we'd go for three oh, days. So. You know, there's a blackout for three days in in like your whole estate. But here, like I've never seen lights go out more than ten minutes. So that's a wild for me, especially for a country as small as Rwanda. And the infrastructure is great, and the government was supporting international mm-hmm. universities that wanted to come and start campuses here. Yeah, so, yeah. No, Carnegie, I don't know if you know of Carnegie Mellon. It's an American, yeah. They have, an, they have a campus here. And there are other like, American schools that also have campuses here. and So it's quite open. And so the founders of the school decided mm. that Rwanda was amazing for it. And it's also quite safe, right? I talk about how like, at my uni, they, they used to give um, laptops to year one students. I talk about how <laughs> if we were in Kenya, we'd all be robbed on the day we got laptops. Like, all of us would be robbed the same day we got the laptops. They might even it collude with the people giving out the laptops. Very planned. So, so yeah, it's really, They might really, even collude really with safe. the
0: people giving out the laptops. So... Oh,
1: exactly. Man, I exactly. love that about King Rwanda. A lot of
0: people only think of Rwanda, like, what I'd heard of Rwanda was obviously the the, the genocide. I mean, watch the watch the film. I think, every, the, I think the it's the kind of mandatory. Is, I don't know if it's yeah. mandatory, but basically, it's very, very common for them to show you that film in, like, year nine, year ten. There's a we have a, we have like a personal development class.
1: Really. In
0: um in um secondary school, high school, so they always show right. us they showed, showed us that film, and it was so it's all around yeah that's the one yep, and um, that's kind Rwanda. of all I've known of Rwanda since. Yeah,
1: and I, honestly, I wouldn't even lie as mm-hmm. someone who's Kenyan, um, a East African, I still didn't know about Rwanda that much. Um, my mom, my mom is a she loves history, she loves teaching me things. So she was the one who used to teach me about the, leg- the mm-hmm. genocide and what happened, you know. And I didn't know much about that until, like, when I was in high school and I came across a magazine talking about how Rwanda had the highest number of women in, in parliament. And I looked at it mm-hmm. and there was this designer, her name is Tata Isibo. She has, a, she has a line. And I remember reading a feature on her and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I would love to go to Rwanda. That was in high school. And I was like, wow, I love how women are empowered. <laughs> um, also I felt. <laughs> but yeah, I love how women are empowered and I was like, Oh, I would love that. But like beyond that, I mm. didn't know much about what, what is going on in Rwanda. But I do think that in the past two years they've like amped on their marketing, like for Visit Rwanda. They're really trying to shift the narrative from a post genocide state mm. to a, an innovative country um, that's trying to be the leader of a lot of things on the continent, and I do believe they are going to be. They're trying to be a leader in tech. They're trying to be a leader in innovation and education. They're trying to convert to a knowledge economy, and I do think they will do it because the amount of the amount of work that the running government puts into developing systems and developing the country to make it ready ready for people to wow. come in, so and, yes, like, the do the work. So implement. that's a country
0: that has vision. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the hell our leaders are busy killing people that absolutely. are protesting their rights and stuff. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's just extremely they Absolutely
1: have those ones. Wow.
0: So so fast forward to
1: Yeah. So it makes it. it a sounds very like it sounds like I mean even just the electricity
0: standpoint. I guess when you live here you kinda of take for granted, but like stuff like you know, yeah. designing systems, you know. Let's say for example, like, you know, here you go to the hospital, exactly. the fact that, you know, they can you just give them your NHS number, your National Health Service number and through that, they can find out, or, you know, all the any time right. you've ever been in a hospital, any treatment you've ever had, any pre-existing conditions, any allergies, any et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, but if you haven't got the system, you haven't got electricity, how do you keep the computers on to do that? But if you haven't even got electricity, how do you actually set up a system like that? Just, again, just no vision. And it's just profoundly depressing. But yeah, anyway, right. anyway, go on. So after you decided to switch to Rwanda... Right. And then you? How did you know make the journey? There? Did you fly? Did you actually? How else did you get there? You walked.
1: <laughs> I No, I
0: walked. Is that why you're so skinny? Yeah, right? I
1: walked. I walked from Turkey, and of course, <gasps> you just had to. <laughs> anyway, I so um I did tell you, but I'm gonna say it again. I didn't tell my parents. Naughty, naughty. Schools again. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell them I was moving from Turkey to Rwanda because I I was scared, obviously. It's, it's a huge change to make. Um, first of all, I don't think my parents would have agreed to the idea of me going to Rwanda because, you know, Kenya has this... We have this mindset that Aww. we're, like, the best country in East Africa. In so why land. are you moving yeah. from Kenya to go to study in Rwanda? Like... <laughs> what like mm-hmm. what's wrong with you so i didn't want to deal with that i also just didn't want to tell them time. i was moving from mm-hmm. a full scholarship with a stipend oh. to just having my tuition paid you know there was no way i was going to tell them that there was no way i was going to be like okay mommy, mm. you, you guys have to now start giving me money again so what i did i just got a ticket from <laughs> it's wild actually i got a ticket from um ankara mm-hmm. i lived in ankara it's the capital of turkey Ankara to Nairobi and then I got a ticket from Nairobi a bus ticket from Nairobi to Kigali it was a wild Nairobi to Kigali i will that? never make it again because
0: huh?
1: it was 24 hours oh 24 my god hours on a bus across Kenya Uganda like just and into Rwanda it was wild. I would never do that oh, wow. again. Did you enjoy it though? Seeing the sights, like if
0: you, know, you put like a bit of background never... music to it, and you see the sights, see the elephants walking majestically. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're going through, you know, East Africa, what? isn't it, the wildlife and things. <laughs> put some, First put some of music all, what? <laughs> put some music to it. exactly see some elephants. Elephants. Put some.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so context to that for the elephants part. Um when you're travelling from mm-hmm. Kenya to Uganda to Rwanda, you don't travel Obviously. through the the parks right so like mm-hmm. if you're travelling from Kenya to Mombasa you you would see lions along the way if you're travelling by via train you you'd see the lions and elephants and all that, but in Uganda, no, I've been to Western Uganda, yeah, no, it's not on the way, so on the there's nothing along the way. Probably through Kenya. No, sorry. You could actually you, you could actually see zebras and buffaloes as you're traveling through Kenya oh, okay. into Uganda. But you would. you see an, an elephant in your life. I've never seen an elephant. An elephant no, I've seen an elephant in my oh, life, but I've never okay, seen an elephant you. on that route. I've seen zebras. I've seen gazelles. I've seen buffaloes. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, but never an elephant.
0: Okay, so you got a bus ticket from. Nairobi to Kigali. Kigali is in Uganda, right?
1: So let me tell you I got Kigali's in Rwanda. In Rwanda. Oh Kampala I'm so is in bad Uganda. With Kigali this. is in Oh, Rwanda. oh god, sorry. Let's let let make that. this clear. Nairobi is in Kenya. Okay. Kampala is in Uganda okay. and then Kigali is in Rwanda. Okay. So what happened was I got I got to Kenya at 5 a.m. And I did a dumb thing. I forgot to cha- change my Turkish lira into U.S. dollars, and so I'm um, at the airport at the exchange place. And they're like, um, oh, we don't, we do not, we do not exchange lira. We only exchange like um, Emirati dirham, but not lira. So I was, I was, I was, I was so confused. <laughs> like I was like, there's no way I'm calling my parents. So luckily, some Turkish. Men were passing, were passing, and I speak Turkish, so I was just like, "Hey guys, I really need your help. Could you, like, change this for me into dollars?" And they were like, "Yeah." So they gave me like the money. Wait, how days. did you decide the exchange? And, and then and I, I, left to town. Out. I mean, yes. I. Oh um, yeah, I knew the exchange rate. I knew the exchange rate, and they were really kind about it. I think it was, it was, oh, okay. I think it was fasting it's month. It's the holy it month. Ramadan. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> they were really keen on being honest. Mm. Yeah, it was the holy month. They were really keen on being honest. And so I changed my money and then I took a cab from the airport into town and I got to the bus station and I'm like, hey, I need a ticket for today at midday. Because I'd, I'd seen their schedule on the Internet <laughs> at midday to, uh, to Kigali and they're like, wow. um, we're sold out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> There's no way I'm telling my parents I'm in Nairobi. <laughs> And so, I bribed her. I bribed the lady at the desk to
0: get me a ticket. You're part of the problem. I paid a bribe and she got me a ticket. (laughs) Good old.
1: Yes, I am. (laughs) So, I paid a bribe and she got me a ticket. And at 12, I got into that bus. I have never taken the Nairobi Kigali bus ever again. And I probably will not do it if I can. Because it was long. It was tiring. The bus was not comfortable at all. It it wasn't the buses. I don't know why the buses aren't fancy. Exactly, like, inter-consum- inter-consum- there's really inter- a market for fancy bus- buses. Yeah, yeah. But I know buses from Kenya. There's there's a bus from Kenya to South oh, Africa. Okay. You know that. It's a bit fancier, but the one from Kenya to Rwanda is not fancy at all. It's just basic. And they said <laughs> they, they, they lied. Have wifi. They it was didn't a ruse.
0: So, so how yeah, did you, like uh, eat on the bus. They lied.
1: I think. Oh, Wait, I so there's snacks. a bus stop for your people's
0: food money. and
1: stuff? Oh. Yeah, there is. There's a bus stop in um, a city in Kenya called Kisumu. There's another stop in Nakuru. It's also a town in Kenya. And then we stop in Kampala. First, you stop at the border. You always stop at the borders for like, your passport. Show your papers. For the, so the police to like, check the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and then in Kampala, I think what was shocking okay. for me was traveling through Uganda. Never in my life had I seen wow. such poverty. I think it was really shocking to me, especially as you go through. So I have to check a map. Let me check the map so that I'm not wrong. But Uganda was shocking for me. Like I have traveled through, like. Um, the less, the poorer side of Kenya, but it wasn't this bad. It wasn't mm. as as visibly bad as Uganda, and there wasn't electricity wow. for much of the road.
0: That's like us, really. It's not Nigeria, Let actually. Okay. I
1: think it's it's through western Uganda, and I I keep saying this because I, I mm-hmm. was also in Uganda for work last year, and it, it shocks me how the roads are in Uganda. Ugandan roads are really really bad. Whoa. Again, mm. I had never seen roads that bad. Really, really shocked me, yeah, but I'm Nigerian told roads. Nigeria is just as bad. So I should, I should save my, my shock. Yeah, I think it was too mm. south, south in Uganda, I think. It was really, really bad. We yeah, like were just
0: wondering what me, the money is going to. Honestly. That's what we were wondering. Like. Where but is yeah, the but... money going? Like, you guys are spending all this money. Exactly. Like, Nigeria passed a exactly. budget the other day. It 14 trillion naira. And I'm thinking, I wonder where, like, what are you spending it on? like you know education is not free and universal healthcare is not free and universal no electricity the roads don't work so wait where's the money There's going i'm a bit free. confused like can you guys explain to me like what you guys are doing like because i need to, i need to know
1: right, yeah, you're right. You're i right. mean it's an it's enriching the few but yeah so and then you get to rwanda and oh. it's so green and hilly Very, very, very hilly, very green. There was nothing much but forest. Through, like, when you travel from the Rwandan border into Kigali, there's really nothing much. Like, people live there, but it's not like, Mm -hmm. like when you're traveling through Kenya, you see a lot of towns. It's not the same when you're traveling through. When traveling through Uganda, you'll see the towns, but it's very poor. When you're traveling through Rwanda, you don't see much towns. It's just forest and hills. And maybe you spot the homes, but there's really not much but and then it's really close, like it's like you only wow. drive for an hour and a half eh? <laughs> an hour and a half <laughs> and you're you're into oh, okay. the city. Rwanda is quite small, Rwanda is really, really small, but yeah, so that that was the journey and then when I got here. Um a driver from school picked me up and oh so the student housing was already the housing. sorted
0: out before did they show you pictures and stuff before you would go in there or yep <laughs> i just wanted to be there
1: i didn't even care man <laughs> i just want to live and yeah i, co-ed I had co-ed housing worst mistake of my life Sounds like, that sounds like, like, a, like a
0: that um category co i never heard the word co-ed i know what i know what it, I know what it means it just sounds like, like, like a porn category
1: um like it's oh okay sorry hey, <laughs> it was nothing like that but yeah really? it was it was well, not it a was good experience like a porn
0: category. <laughs>
1: no not really living with living with living with african yeah, can't, men can't, is not a, bit, a good like, experience an anecdotal
0: story that proves it shows that yeah yeah why not
1: oh you want a story Okay, so um, my house had mm-hmm. me and my friend. She's Nigerian. We were the only girls Jesus. in a house with, I think, eight boys, and they'd been yeah, they'd been living there for a while. And oh. so we get there, and the fridge has mold. The the kitchen oh. you don't even know the last time it was cleaned, and we we were to live with these boys. Like we had a really big fight on our first week. Oh of living there know, honest, a lot
0: of unique accommodation in this country is like rough. that as well like, it was rough when you live with people just people just, this is my my, my friends but the, and I went to see them at my university I, this, this house was this... I just don't understand how people live like that Like, and it's very very common like there's literally nowhere to put, put anything down in the kitchen because it's just pizza boxes and plates and mould in the pot that they even get rid of it's just the whole thing is just just weird But you know, I'm telling you it's not unique to African men I'll tell you that not at all, like, in university here. That is a very, very really? common experience. Very common. So how did you how well, did you I... release yourself from the shackles mm-hmm. of that? Now?
1: I would never do that again. No, I stayed there for a year. I just changed houses, but oh. it was still the same even in the other house. Right. African don't men, them... <laughs> They don't clean for shit.
0: Hey.
1: They can cook oh, but they don't that's clean. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> but yeah it was really interesting to me because the people who lived with the east african boys had it easier oh. than we who lived with the west african boys so that was right, that was, right. That interesting, was interesting, interesting so you discovery. know you
0: start going to you know the university. how was your cool structure then so like you know
1: huh the
0: comparison of like uh, you know, oh know i'm um, going in to like you know Campus learning or like you know virtual not virtual, but maybe like you know mm. self reading and stuff. How much do you actually have to be there?
1: Um. So with the running education system, you have to have ninety percent attendance. So like, if you compare AOU in Mauritius, early Mauritius, mm-hmm. they don't mandate classes. Like, okay, you can come if you want <laughs> because they they really. Like, the ALU mm-hmm. system was to revolutionize mm. education. So, they were like, okay, if you don't want to come to class, sure. As mm. long as you're doing something with your time. It was it was very modern. But then, when you come to Rwanda, wow. the law says that you have to be in class 90% of the time. Like, mm-hmm. there's a 90% attendance um, rule. Yeah, requirement, right? And so, we had to come to class anyway. But, the like, ALU education is, like, different from, like, regular uni, I think i don't even know how to describe it like okay it's it's a lot of self-led learning less being taught mm-hmm. more like being facilitated into your learning in fact we don't call our our teachers professors Ooh, or lessons. facilitator we call them fast that's a mouthful like you could have somebody who's a yeah like you you could have somebody <laughs> yeah it, it is a mouthful you could have someone who's a professor in what and what but they're still a facilitator at AUE. Okay, that's good that's it's good. really it's oh, different. Right, right. i think <laughs> Oh, okay. It's a bit easier than regular uni because oh. there's not, like, much heavy reading to do. Honestly, my school is really focused no, around the yeah, like, like typical... start leaders, yeah. honestly.
0: The next startup guy, basically, <laughs> coming from there. Oh, girl. Yeah. You're going to be featured yeah. in CNN Africa.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like... <laughs>
0: that's the goal <laughs> that
1: that is the, that is actually the goal <laughs> like to get as many kids into like this african child Africa is reimagining or whatever. global I learning just, like, that's the
0: goal. whatever that is what <laughs> reimagining that's oh, actually
1: God. the word reimagining oh, yeah. education it's that's have, sorry have, that's the
0: phrase i have my imagining education the that's the alu catchment. right now so that's why They actually work so, so like, what was the experience like in terms of like partying and stuff in this country? Obviously, people drink every other day.
1: Oh, okay, not you wake up and start
0: drinking. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, so East Africans drink a lot, that's for sure. East Africans drink a lot. Like, if you go drinking with an East African, you probably pass out. It's it's, it's funny because one of the Mm -hmm. things my friend um, said to me. Um, was that when she came, my Nigerian friend she was like um, how is it that it's easier to find water, uh, to find alcohol <laughs> in stores than it is to find water? Yeah,
0: Because
1: yeah. you know in Nigeria there's like pure water everywhere, like the water in the sachets but it's, it's not a thing here because there's no police in, in Kenya or Rwanda so you actually have to get like water in bottles that, or something like, it's easier to buy alcohol here than it is to buy water but I do know that Kenyans, Ugandans, Rwandans we drink a lot and it, it feeds into uni culture. But not in Rwanda because um we used to club a lot. Like our school was next to a club and so on Thursdays, Ooh, like after the last class, we'd party. head to the club immediately. I like
0: it. I like it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but then yeah, but then for house parties we couldn't have as uh. many because we'd get the cops called on us a lot and One thing about Rwanda, it's it's a very policed state. Very, very policed state. And so, yeah, we had too many problems. And Mm -hmm. so we just stopped organising house parties altogether. Completely. And especially this year, since there's been, like, curfews and everything. (laughs) That's just just a small matter of a global pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But yeah, we, we haven't really had as many parties. So I wouldn't say Rwanda is the best country if you want, like, the the mix of a student life oh, and a project. Right. Very academic. I think here. you just said
0: Uganda instead of Rwanda there. Yeah, very serious. Are you sure? That's, I we... I would <laughs>
1: That's never for me. That's for
0: me. That's
1: for you. Right. Okay, You're the human here. Interesting.
0: Okay then that sounds good. Cool. So after you finish university, how do you like secure a grad job? Do they have like recruitment apps and things like that or how do you apply for jobs? Um uh,
1: so Oh, God, have I ever been on an equipment
0: app? LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, you do have LinkedIn. Maybe
1: LinkedIn? <laughs> but I think it's also because we 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 graduated in a unique year, I think. And so there are much more remote jobs than there were. But I can speak on how for internships. So my school is really mm-hmm. helpful with, like, career, unlike other African schools. So we, oh, wow. we even have a portal for, for jobs for That's people amazing. hiring students from my school. So I have been yeah, so I would say like going to my school it's quite a privileged experience because the job search is a bit different. Like you get a Mm -hmm. lot of help along the way. And like say if I went to University of Nairobi where I would have to do a lot more. And like we're even taught like how do you how do you game the application tracking systems? Because they they sift Mm -hmm. out resumes. So how do you game the system? And so a lot of people get jobs online, but we do get help on how to get those jobs anyway um within the country oh, it's, it's okay. a lot of referrals honestly and yeah so the alu community is really big on mm-hmm. sharing opportunities with each other so honestly I, I i don't actively look through linkedin i i go to the student portal if i oh, want to wow. if, if i'm looking for a job
0: Wait, so you can still do that now before even i even think your, of like going to an application
1: year, app or... yeah when you graduate, and I just graduated, but oh. like when you graduate, it's even better like you there's this um okay. thing called the Room," where all the opportunities are posted there, like if you want to network with people, you get to do so and I think so with the mm-hmm. African Leadership Academy in South Africa, they already have like a like a system it's called the African Leadership Network, where it's a portal with jobs from all over the world. And you just apply to whatever job you want and you get your resume viewed just oh. because you are an alumni of that school. And now since ALU is a new school, we're trying to have the same thing. And we already have like a platform called The Room where you get access to opportunities. So honestly, I am very privileged when it comes to the, the job market um, search. I, just, I tend not to use it. I mm-hmm. tend to reach out to people I want to work with. Also, mostly mm. because I've been empowered by the kind of school that I went to. I know I can actually like, go to somebody mm-hmm, and be like, mm-hmm. here's what I can do for you.
0: That's okay. how I have my
1: current job, right? Because I, I, wanted, I wanted to get into a specific field and I saw that there was a gap in me. Like, I, c- I can apply to a job in the field I want to get into online. And so I, I just reached out to somebody who owns an NGO and said, hey, uh, uh, I would like to join your company like for a short time. Instead, there are no vacancies and she told me send me your resume and when i sent her my resume she didn't even interview wow. me she just gave me a fellowship and honestly i do mm. believe it's because i went to the kind of school i went to um even last year i didn't have to look for an internship i just said i wanted to have research experience and when the career dev manager career development manager came across a job he just connected me and i did the interview and i got the job and wow. i was flewed out to all expense paid i don't know yes I, I got flewed out and i got to do like really good research like it's, i did i did work that i would have never gotten mm-hmm. to do if mm-hmm. i went to like a regular school in kenya i don't know any kids being flown out in kenya so i i'm very privileged in terms oh, of the so jobs that means like it's
0: life. like people in the uk come you know especially get, on, you on know, the continent can, you know, relocate to rwanda or something to get a job this kind of opportunities that awaits them Oh, you to yeah, if,
1: go if to you school? go to my school. Yeah, if you go to my school. No, because, because the, 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 the oh, opportunities okay. so are... Like, so it's on like school, right?
0: Oh, okay. So if someone just came and wanted to get a job, how would you do it otherwise?
1: Yes. I don't know, honestly. I, I, I can't even lie. I, I don't know because I've never had oh, to okay, look okay. for a job in that way. Maybe probably
0: LinkedIn and those other type of...
1: Yeah, definitely LinkedIn. But, but honestly, oh. the job market on the continent is very rigged. Like, even applying so, to something so online is a, a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's mostly networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mostly networking. Because, like, I know in Kenya, a lot of jobs that are advertised for in the newspaper or online are already filled. They just do it because mm. the law says you have to advertise it online. <laughs> but somebody already got the job pre- because they know someone at the office. So exactly so i know the job market is rigged so it's it's really hard i feel like networking gets you across better like getting into a space and telling people about yourself and selling yourself like personally or yeah like the personal connection is really needed no, that so makes you, you know yeah,
0: my my company is. they're obviously quite global so i'm gonna i'm trying to make a point of it to like right follow people for like you know they're in like different countries and the company so, like, when I, when I get to that stage, I just started. Right. So, those opportunities aren't available right now, but probably by my second year and stuff, yeah. it would be. And so, I'll just be able right. to message, let's say, like, you know, I'm following, like, you know, right. a manager or a partner or something. I'll just be able to message them and be like, oh, you know, like, oh, I can right. see like you know, you guys working on anything, like, you know, how it can be useful for me to, like, come and just do for, you know, a few months, stuff like that. And I think that's probably how it would go. Because then once I tell him that, Absolutely. then he'll try and, you know, facilitate it on his end to try and get and basically try and get me in. And I think the, the company would really like that. But what I was told as well, you really have to go and get it, like, you know.
1: And Absolutely. And I do think African kids have a bit more, you have a bit more leverage when you're looking for a job outside the continent, mm. right? Because this people don't know you. Mm, you literally mm. just have to show them what you can do. And like the people who know you, where it has to be, oh, you're not from my tribe, you're not from my social class, you know, from this, this, this. So I do know kids from my school getting jobs at Facebook, at Bank of America, because they work through LinkedIn, they work through the LinkedIn connections. So LinkedIn is actually really powerful, especially as an African kid, because you do not need intermediaries when you're looking for jobs outside the continent as much as you do when you're looking for them on the continent. But again, for you to have access to such kind of information, you already have to come from such a privileged background to think Mm. that, oh, my God, I can actually get a Facebook job if I if I if I put my exactly, mind to exactly.
0: it. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's the that's the key thing. And I think to be fair, it is a bit of a you know, almost nepotistic, but to be because like, I, I, I you know I am doing, you know, yes a, a UK qualification and stuff that I would have, you know, a good advantage where, you know, they would actually desire me in that way. So you know
1: Right. Oh that's something in the job market, just just to just to talk about that. Like I know the Companies like consulting firms who, like, if you're an African kid, you have to have, like, an Ivy League Mm. degree for them to even accept you, you know? So, like, I go to ALU, but these firms will still not look at my resume, even if I'm as good as that Harvard kid, just because somebody else went to Harvard. So, recruitment is very, very, recruitment is hard, man. So, you just have to talk to these people personally, because they would always prefer, like, people look like them. People went Mm. to Ivy League schools, people went to school in the U.S. You know, they would hire a white kid over you to do consulting on an African country. Like, what do you? Exactly, because do? you don't even
0: know much about it if you're from, you know, coming from a Europe, from a European or America. You know, they, they don't know yeah. about the lay of the land and stuff like that. So, and that
1: that's not even <laughs> the African kids. We're talking about white kids from America coming to work now, listen, on consulting. Listen, projects that's what you find when you start doing this job. Like, like okay. my job,
0: I've been doing it for you know about four months now, and you realize that. Yeah. The whole myth that oh my god, you know, the reason why these white collar people get paid more is because they do more work. It's such such a lie. It's such a lie. Like
1: lie. It's a lie. All the stuff we
0: actually do as it's a lie. accounting firm, <laughs> we don't actually do it. All the stuff is done by other people or software. Yeah. So like we have a branch in right like, in India, right. and they're the ones like so. Let's say we want to give tax advice. They're the ones that look look over the company's accounts. We don't even do that.
1: Right. Right, and I think, I think this is what put me off working in development. Um, so, like, the development industry mm-hmm. on the continent is, like, really mm. huge, right? Because you have many problems, right? But then you look at a consulting firm and the amount of money that they're getting versus the amount of it's money... A racketeer, it's, a racket, it's a racketeering like, operation. What in <laughs> bureaucracy is this? Mm. It, it's, it's a joke, right? And you're being paid, mm. say, what, $800 a month. But yes, you're seeing so all, much money yeah. going out... And and the yeah, and the partners yeah, yeah. and the associates are making so they, much more yeah, money. They, they actually told yeah, us. you're the I one doing all the work. Like a month ago. Uh-uh. They told us
0: how much they charge clients for our time. Bear in mind, I just started this job. And I don't have any qualifications. Yeah, it's I, just a it's guy, wild. You know, just, and they have me doing like, you know... Maybe, I haven't even done a spreadsheet. just have me like... In fact, one of the projects I did a few last time was probably to like edit uh, a PowerPoint and just change up the numbers on there. Because basically, it was presented for 20, 2019. I was right. you know, in the new year twenty twenty. So my, my manager told me, Go through it and just order everywhere it says twenty nineteen, put twenty twenty there. And I and that was billable hours. And they charged the client like three hundred pounds an charge... for that kind and of And you know
1: what? It's, it's it's wild, I think, for me, especially okay, I feel like there's a difference if I'm working for a consulting company that does like corporate gigs, but if I'm working for a consulting consulting company saying they're working in social impact mm-hmm. working to end poverty you know working to it's different i i feel mm. i feel like i'm cheating yeah, but, yeah because I, so, so much of it is going towards the overhead sense, and guess. just
0: you know making money and like a tiny crumb of it go exactly. towards the, the actual work yeah yeah true
1: the actual work it, it really really bothers me i think that's one thing that drove me away from consulting and and then again like the amount of work you mm-hmm. do as an entry-level person versus it doesn't, make it, no, no, no. it doesn't make sense but no
0: yeah no, but for right, a lot of right. young
1: Africans I, mean, I must say something. I can't really like so,
0: <clears throat> complain yeah. in terms I mean I've been lucky because some people some of the people I started yeah. with they you know they, have, they they were very busy stuff like that but I think the way it works is that it's when you get to get to one level, level right. above me they're the ones that do most of the work like my manager oh, yes. does a lot of work he's always busy and stuff so I think that's kind of how it works and then almost like the higher you work yourself up there's literally less work for you to do a lot of your quote-unquote work is like connections yeah, and th- meeting people and talking true. to people you know a lot of it is actually not actual work because again there's actually not that much work to do with this job like i just did my first exam which was about financial accounting and like how to prepare you know financial statements and stuff right. i will never ever use that because i'm on the lowest level now right and i don't even do it so the higher i go the less i would right. use that i just right. know it. I just basically the whole point of it was just to know it just so like if you see the words. Then you know what they're talking about. But, exactly. Right. But you it, don't actually get you know to do to any of it. The, the statements are prepared by a software. You can look over it and stuff. But again, if you're dealing with a company like, you know, Amazon, we have clients that, like, you know, Amazon, like oil companies, they have hundreds of millions, billions in you know, right. different, you know, accounting things. So you're not gonna physically look through those things. It's impossible. They have their right. own in-house accountants that actually do it and all you just do is check a few numbers like okay it's fine that's it so you know it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad how you know the people at the top because you know uh, it's, a, it's such a bullshit narrative that people push that oh it's because they have to work hard and no you don't no you don't
1: right meanwhile the people actually they're not paid i think that's something i think about Definitely a lot Definitely i think not. about you know, money just, money. It,
0: it's a complete scam but you know what are you going to do i think um so it's a really healthy because I'm looking to, you know, most like I said, African country. And I'm thinking maybe now you, now I know you, maybe Rwanda is something I should be looking at very seriously.
1: I think it should, it should be a place you're looking at, especially mm-hmm. for people who want to start tech startups. There's mm-hmm. so much like room for that here. And the government is really supportive. Like. Honestly, you could actually get a meeting with government people. No, it's, it's not right, as right. bureaucratic as, as other no, African right. countries. I give you that for sure. But the life, the, the lifestyle, mm-hmm. Rwanda is quite expensive. That's that's something. Rent oh, okay. is higher than what I would pay in Kenya. Like I often joke about the amount of rent I pay in Rwanda. I, I have never
0: paid. But you, but you said it is like in better my in terms country, of even like my parents.
1: you know. <laughs> I've never
0: other stuff isn't it that's why it's kind of value for money in totality yeah it's also
1: it's also yeah it's also quite dull you know if you're kenyan or nigerian it's it's not the scene for you to like enjoy it's it's more like come work Mm. live a quiet life smash your goals (laughs) but go enjoy your money somewhere else like Mm -hmm. carry your money and go have fun somewhere else but
0: okay, yeah, wonder It's It right. was very um a very enlightening conversation and I think um we'll leave it there. I love fun. All right. Given that this was very impromptu just put this together I pretty quickly too. a I few hours you. ago. But yeah, um I'll speak to you soon. Yep. Yeah. And um have a good rest of your day.